What's up, everybody, and welcome into the Wiregrass High School Football Report, your weekly look at all things high school football in the Wiregrass. I am your host, Philip Jordan, in studio host and producer for the Woods Football on 96.9. The Legend, got a fun show for you guys this week. Happy Labor Day, by the way, if you're listening to this on Monday when the episode did release. No days off during football season. Got to keep working even through the holidays. But got a fun show planned for you guys today. We're going to break down week two of high school football in the Wiregrass, a lot of interesting games. And I'll be joined by Carroll High head coach Patrick Plott. We'll talk about the Eagles' 21-7 victory over Rehoboth, getting that first region victory of the year. We'll talk about the great play the last two weeks from the Eagles' defense and also quarterback Keyshawn Cole. But before we do that, let you guys know you can find me in the podcast. You can find me on social media at PJordanSEC. Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, so please follow, rate, and review. Leave a review. I will read it on a future edition of the show. Uh, you can also check out the show over on 969thelegend.com along with the Jed Kennedy Coaches Show brought to you by Property Champions. And you can watch the show over on my YouTube channel, Philip Jordan Sports YouTube page. Just go find the page, hit subscribe button, hit the bell for all the notifications. And if you leave a comment on a video, I'll read that on a future edition as well. You can always email me at sportstalkphilipjordan at gmail.com. Now, let's go around the wiregrass. All right, now we're going to kick off around the wiregrass. And as usual, we start off in 7A Region 2. And we'll start with a game that you would have heard on 96.9 The Legend uh, on Friday night. Uh, Auburn defeated Dothan 42-14 to go to 3-0, 2-0 region play. Dothan falls to 2-1, 1-1 in region play. Auburn had a big game from both their quarterbacks. They played both quarterbacks. They swap them out. Uh, start quarterback Clyde Pittman had three touchdowns on the evening. He had two in the air, one on the ground. Backup quarterback Davis Harson, who is the son of Auburn University head coach Brian Harson, he had 140 yards passing and two touchdown passes on the game. A big highlight for Dothan Wolves in this one right before halftime. Uh, running backs Marion Peterson had a 65-yard touchdown run. Uh, and then the game kind of went by pretty quick in the fourth quarter. They went with a running clock. Central Phoenix City defeated Enterprise 27-7 for Central Phoenix City. They go to 3-0, 2-0 in the region. Enterprise drops to 1-2, 0-2 region play, but those two region losses are to Auburn and Central City, not only probably the best two teams in the region, but also the probably the best two teams in the state. And 7A, some other scores around 7A region too. Opelika defeated Elite 51-7. Smith Station defeated Prattville 30-21. Jeff Davis defeated Sealanier in a non-region contest 22-6. Dothan will play at Prattville this Friday. In 5A Region 2, a game we're going to talk about in just a few moments, with Coach Plot, Carroll defeated Rehoboth 21-7 to get their first region victory of the year. Rehoboth, that was their first region game. They are 1-1 overall. We'll talk about this uh, with Coach Plot in a second. But Keyshawn Cole, quarterback, had a big game. Two touchdown passes, one rushing touchdown. But as I said, more with Coach Plot in a few minutes on this game. You follow defeated Headland 35-20 to go to 2-0 on the year. This is Headland's first loss to drop to 2-1. Uh, Headland had a 20 to 7 lead. In fact, they actually jumped up 14 to 0 early in this one. But Ufala hit some touchdowns right toward the end of the first half to go up 21 to 20. They had a big game by Zyquavian Nelson with 219 yards rushing and two touchdowns. Uh, Headland star Jackson Williams had 178 yards passing, 106 yards on the ground for three total touchdowns. Uh, Charles Henderson, they defeated Greenville, who Carroll will play this week, 34-18 to go to 2-0 on the year. Uh, Charles Henderson quarterback Parker Adams had 302 yards, three touchdowns on 17 of 24 
passing. So a big performance there. And I do believe Charles Henderson is 2-0 and for the first time since 2013. Now let's jump over into 4A Region 2. And the loser defeated Dale County 43-0. And that one to go to 3-0 on the year. Dale County drops to 0-3. Uh, Christian Ross for Dale County. Some, he, he is a Memphis commit. Four receptions, 79 yards. He did force a fumble and had a sack in the game. Slocum in a narrow game, really close game, game down to the wire, defeated Geneva 18-13 to to give head coach Bryant Garrison his first victory as a head coach. A running back, Rashawn Miller, had a big big game, two-yard touchdown run with two minutes left to get the lead. He had 179 yards on the game and three touchdowns. Other scores in 4A Region 2, Catholic Montgomery defeated Booker T. Washington 56-14, and Montgomery Academy defeated Bullet County 34-0. In 3A Region 2, Strong defeated Delville 45-12 to go to 2-0, both region and overall. Delville is 0-3, 0-2 so far in the season. Ott defeated Northside Methodist 40-10 to go to 2-1, 2-0 in region play. Northside Methodist falls to 2-1, 0-1. In, in region, op quarterback Gray Jennings had a big game, 141 yards, three touchdowns through the air, just on 7 of 10 passing, uh, 54 yards rushing, and one touchdown. Providence Christian defeated New Brockton 27-6 to uh, to go to 2-1 on the year. New Brockton drops to 0-3. Providence Christian scored three touchdowns in the third quarter to pull away in that one. And then Pike County defeated Ashford 34-0 to go to 1-1 one one both overall and in region. Uh, Ashford is now 0-2 in both overall and region. Ian Foster for Pike County had a big game, three touchdown catches on three receptions. He does have a offer from Vanderbilt, and Houston Academy was off this week. And 2A Region 2, we're going to jump over here. I always believe this is one of the best regions, just not only in this uh, in this area, but also in the state overall when you can just compare the competitiveness of these teams. GW Long defeated Sampson 42-7 to go to 2-0. Sampson's 0-2. Uh, GW Long quarterback Bryson Hughes had 248 yards and five touchdowns of 12 of 19 passing. Ayrton defeated Geneva County 43-14 to go to 2-1. Geneva County is 1-1. Ayrton was up 30-0 at halftime. Quarterback Ian Sin was 12-17, 234 yards with two touchdowns. And one of his main targets in the game was wide receiver Landon Tyler with four catches for 155 yards and two touchdowns. Whitsburg defeated Zion Chapel 42 to 12 to go to the increase to one and two on the year, get their first win. One and oh in region play. Uh, Zion Chapel's 0 and 2 and 0 and 1 in region. Uh, Whitsburg, all 42 points were in the first half. Running back Jalen Murray, 102 yards and two touchdowns in this one. I always get excited about what I'm about to sell this net score. Love it when the alma mater gets a win. Cottonwood Bears defeated Abbeville 40 to 20 to go to one and one, one and oh in region play. Abbeville drops to one and two. 0-1 in region. Uh, Cottonwood had a big game from their backfield. Anthony Presley had 138 yards, two touchdowns, and Jalen Lintonhan had 101 yards and two touchdowns as well. Then we jump into 1A region two. Brantley defeated McKenzie 42 to six to stay undefeated, and then Elba stays undefeated, beating Houston County 36 to six. That game was close at halftime, though. Elba was just up eight to six. They pull away in the second half. Another big performance by Alvin Henderson. He had 248 yards and four touchdowns, and also JT Coleman in the backfield, 125 yards and one touchdown. Some other scores going on on Friday night in 1A Region 2. Georgiana defeated Florala 20-14. Uh, Red Level defeated Pleasant Home 26-6, and Kinston was off this past week. And then finally, in AISA, Abbeville Christian gets their second win of the year, their second shutout in three weeks by beating Hooper Academy. 
29 to 0. So they go to 2 and 1, and now they are 1 and 0 in region play. And in the independent circuit, uh, Chipley defeated Pike Liberal Arts 46 to 9. Pike Liberal Arts is 0 and 3 in their first season so far in Alabama High School Athletic Association from moving from AISA. And that's going to do it for this week's edition of Around the Wiregrass. Now, here's my conversation I had on Sunday with Carroll High Eagles head coach, Patrick Platt. Everybody joining me this week on the show, returning uh, to the podcast, is a uh, Carroll High Eagles head coach, uh, Patrick Plott. Uh, they're in 5A Region 2, 2-1, 1-0 in region play after a 21-7 victory over Rehoboth on the road this past Friday night. And uh, Coach Plott, I appreciate you You're taking time out. Come on the show, and uh, congratulations on the victory. Yes, sir, man. I appreciate you having me on, and thank you. Just, uh, you know, I always ask this. I mean, uh, coming out of the win, uh, two game, one, two games in a row, just uh, especially over these last two weeks and, you know, through the season and then coming off of this victory, uh, what what have you learned most about your team? Well, well, our guys are getting better each week, you know, and that's what we preach to them, just get better each week, get better every day. And I feel like from week zero to week one, we got better. From week one to week two, we got better. So we just got to continue to get better this week as well. I'll talk about uh, your defense. I mean, you come close to two weeks in a row without uh, an offensive touchdown because I know against Dale County that was a safety and a fumble return for a touchdown. The Rehova scores that touchdown with under a minute left. But uh, defense playing really well a lot right now. Just uh, what all can you say how your defense is playing at the level they're playing at right now? Well, well, those coaches on that side of the ball have put together two good plans and the guys have went out and executed them. And they're playing fast, you know, and that's what we've been telling those guys. Play fast, man. Get 11 guys to the football. You know, good things happen when you're playing, playing fast, playing hard, and getting 11 guys to the football. And that's what they're doing right now. And I know on Friday night, Rehoboth, they, they had some success but between the 20s, but a lot of times they got inside the 20, and even sometimes with inside the 10, inside the 5, your defense really stiffened up, kind of bend but didn't break there. Uh, what, what was the key in some of those series there where they didn't allow Rehoboth to get in for a touchdown? Well, those guys take a lot of pride in not letting people score on them. And, you know, past two weeks, they have really stuck their nose in there and defended it in his own will. Yeah, uh, were they a little uh, disappointed uh, after Friday night when Rehoboth got that last, you know, last-minute touchdown there? They were disappointed because they those guys did want to shut out, you know. And uh, so that was disappointing. That's what we want our defensive mindset to be, man. Be, be disappointed when somebody's scoring you, and those guys were disappointed. Yeah, I, at, at any level of football, that's got to be disappointing. Not only you, you, you get teams score seven on you, but you had them shut out to the very last few seconds of the game, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then the they get one in. Of the game, man. You know, so and that, that was tough, you know, because those guys they wanted to shut out. We, we reward those guys for shutouts, you know, and they were just that close to getting a reward, and it didn't happen. So. And I know coming to the game, Rehoboth for the team that the previous week against Wicksburg scored 31 points. And their receiver in that game, uh, Terrell Townsend, had two touchdowns. So uh, what what was uh, the key for you like going into it? What was concerning about them you know, and for you guys to be successful uh, against them on Friday night? Well, we knew those guys was going to be physical up front. You know, they're, they're physical up front on both sides of football. And number two, the receiver, we knew he was going to be the guy they tried to get it to when they threw the ball. You know, so our biggest thing was to, you know, stop those guys, stop them from being able to run the ball downhill, you know, get some pressure on the quarterback when they drop back to pass it. And I thought 
Yeah, uh, for me, uh, watching the game, it's always weird now when I watch another team play and they go under center. That's just a new, you know, as much as they, they were. It's just, you know, one just, just, just as a football fan watching, I'm like, uh, this is this is kind of a throwback. This is uh, what you're not used to seeing. Uh, on the offense side of the ball, you guys got it going great. And quarterback Keyshawn Cole, a tremendous game. And I've got all three of your scores highlighted here. Just that early score, getting that early score, just how big was that? You're, you know, you're going on the road, getting that early momentum. I know he hit a 13-yard touchdown pass to Dakota McLeod in the in the back of the end zone. That was big for us because we preached all week to our guys about getting off to a fast start, and we took that first drive down and scored, and that was big for us. It gave us some confidence and momentum going forward. In, in that pass, and I, I, I watched the replay a couple times on it. It was really a great pass because one, he threw it high, and he. Th- Really, in and I want to get your thoughts from you know your standpoint there on the sideline. It was really almost in a spot where only the receiver was going to catch it if anybody caught that pass. And that's what we preach to him all the time. Myself and our quarterback coach, Coach Outlaw, always preach to him. You know, when we throw those balls, throw it to where only our guy can get it. If he can't get it, nobody gets it. And he did a good job on that play. Yeah, if somebody from Rehoboth had jumped up and caught that, I would be questioning they are not there. Somebody they went and grabbed somebody from the NBA to go jump up and grab grab over that thing. <laughs> the the, sec, uh, the yeah. second touchdown, of course, was set up by interception by Quandarius Lightner. So before we jump into that touchdown and that play, you know, with Lucky Person, just the interception there. It was in the second quarter, and Rehoboth was you know moving the ball a little bit there. Uh, what what did you see on that interception? Because he had a big return also on that play. He did. He he broke on that ball well. You know, he, he, he had great eyes on that ball, you know, reading his keys. And when the ball was thrown, he broke on it. And I thought he was going to score there on that return there, but he got caught. But Q did a good job on that. And Q is one of those guys back there in the secondary that's getting better for us each week. And we expect him to continue to get better and grow as a football player. And, of course, uh, like I said, that was early in the second quarter. You guys uh, – Cole hit a touchdown pass to to, Cleve, to the key person for nine yards. I don't know. And when we talked in the preseason before the season started, he talked about the key person, how his vision, how good of a running back he is. But I was looking at the last couple of weeks. He's he's caught a receiving touchdown for you. And then last week against Dale County, he returned a kickoff for a touchdown. Just the, how important is and you just talk about him just as that all-purpose player for you guys. And of course, you know that play there. Now he he's very important to our team and. Lakeith is one of those guys. He would do anything you ask him to do. If you go, ask him to go over there and play some snaps on defense, which we have this year. That corner, he'll go over and do that. You ask him to run pass route, he'll do that. You ask him to run between the tackles, he'll do that. You know, he's just going to do whatever he needs to do to help this team. And I really like that about him. Great attitude about it all. You know, but he's very key to what we do offensively. So y'all go in fourteen and nothing at halftime. Just uh, what was the message to the team? You know, coming out there in the second half, to come out and win the second half because we know those guys will come out and fight the second half. So we got to come out and win the second half, and then give ourselves a chance to win the ball game. So uh, there in the third quarter, uh, I, I, this is another replay from the game I have watched a couple times. Uh, Keyshawn Cole, the run he had, the 41-yard touchdown to put you guys up 21-0. to zero. There, there are so many things I took away from that run, and I want to hear, you know, your, you know, what you, you know, obviously your thoughts on your player. But uh, he juked a defender, broke a tackle, juked another defender, and then the acceleration at the 10-yard line to beat the Rehoboth player to the end zone. Just when you're sitting there on the sideline and you see Keyshawn Cole do something like that, just what's going through your mind as a coach? Well, the main thing is I'm glad he's on my team. 
know, uh, but that that is stuff that we see from Keyshawn every day. You know, I always tell Keyshawn the first guy should never tackle you, and ninety ninety percent of the time the first guy will never tackle you. You know, so he always he got the ability to make make a guy miss, but he also got the ability that once he gets gone, that nobody's gonna catch him. You know, so and we we expect that out of Keyshawn each each and every Friday night. Yeah, I think that play could have two plays of the night <laughs> that one because like i said it's rare when you see and i'll throw this at any level when you have a player that can accelerate accelerate at the end of a run like he did to get to the end zone because the rehova player seemed like he was right there with him and then he, he wasn't he was in the end zone for a touchdown yeah i mean i think he right there at the end he seen those guys behind him and he really turned on the jets and went and scored right there uh, you know, and kind of go back over to your defense. I know you had a, another big game from uh, Car- Carmelo Overton. He had eight tackles. And uh, Jawan Cooper, he also had an interception. So, you know, kind of talk about them guys some more. What else did you see from, you know, from your defense or any other standout players overall on your team from Friday night's victory? Well, the big thing is those guys there are leading over there on defense. We're getting a lot of communication from the front end to the back end on our defense. And as long as you line up right and communicate, you have a chance to be good on defense. And those guys are doing both of those things right now. They're flying around to the football. And the most important thing is they're having fun and they're doing it together. Yeah, and, you know, going into this Thursday night, you're playing on Thursday night, you got Charles Henderson. I guess my first question is just how is the week different when you're playing on a, a Thursday versus a Friday? Uh, you move everything up a day. Like, we, we practiced today. We actually met as a staff and broke down film, and then we brought the kids in and got a practice in today. So today was our Monday, and tomorrow will be our Tuesday. So we just move everything up a day, practice-wise and preparation-wise. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I had a Cottonwood head coach, Justin Harrison, on, and they were going into a Thursday night game, and I asked him this question, and he kind of you know saw the positives with playing on Thursday for the next week. So is it a kind of – obviously, it's a short week for you as a team, but you get past Thursday, then it's like you have that extra day, you know, healing time, more preparation and stuff like that. So does it have its positives on playing on a Thursday night like that? It does. It does because, like I say, it gives you that extra day for the next week to start preparing. It also gives you opportunity if you want to go watch somebody else play. You know, you get an opportunity to go watch them live and in person, you know, so – uh, so with this Charles Henderson team, uh, they're two and I think it's the first time since 2013. Uh, they beat uh, Mary Montgomery and they beat Greenville 34 to 18 this past uh, Friday night. They had a good performance from the quarterback Parker Adams. But uh, when you uh, seen what you've seen so far, Charles Henderson, uh, what what sticks out to you and uh, what's kind of going to be a, a key for you guys on Thursday night? Well, first of all, Coach Ham Bright and his staff has done a really good job over there with that team, you know, in that program. And those guys gonna continue to get better. You know, offensively those guys are very explosive. You know, quarterback throws good balls. You got some receivers, you know, several receivers that can catch it. They got a running back, so they do a good job of mixing pass and run also. Defensively they they very good defensively, they fly around. So we're gonna have to go have a good week and go over there and play a very good game to have opportunity to win. Yeah, absolutely. I'll be looking forward to keeping up what's going on with you guys on on Thursday night in that game. Uh, it's gonna be a you know I know it's you know business trip. You want to go win, but also for your players, you know, getting going up to Charles Anderson, going up to Troy. Uh, how's that like all the, the the schedule like for you guys just that day? Oh, it's it's a, a great atmosphere, you know. So so we'll get old, we'll probably arrive over there about five, walk the field, give the guys a chance to look around and that kind of thing, but. Yeah, after the end, it's, it's ready to get ready to play a football game. 
So um, it's a great atmosphere. You get to play over there, get to play in Troy Stadium. You know, and our kids look forward to that, and the coaching staff will look forward to that. But our main goal is to go over there and get a win. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So uh, before I let you go, uh, anything else about your team, you know, overall this year that uh, I didn't ask you about you'd like to talk about? Other than them growing and getting better each week, you know, that, that's it, and that's our main goal, and that's what our guys are doing right now. All right. I'm good. And, uh, Coach, uh, I'll say good luck on Thursday night against Charles Henderson and a good luck rest of the season. Uh, uh, hopefully maybe we'll, 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 we'll talk again before the season's out. But uh, uh, good luck this, uh, this Thursday night and uh, good luck rest of the season. Yes, sir. Thank you, man. All right. Once again, thanks to Coach Patrick Plott for coming on this edition of the Wiregrass High School Football Report. Of course, they will play Thursday night against Charles Henderson. In a, in a big region matchup. So uh, they'll be playing Troy. If you're in the Troy area, go check that game out. Should be a big and be a, a fun ball game between those two teams. Now let's look at the week three schedule as we close out this edition of the show. Uh, 7A region two, Dothan will be at Prattville. Prattville coming off a – it's kind of interesting. Is it upset or Smith Station better than maybe a lot of people thought? It's kind of interesting. But a Prattville coming off that loss, Dothan coming off the loss, that would be a fun game. Dothan's two and one, and then Prattville is one and one. Smith Station will be at Enterprise. See if they can continue some momentum. Enterprise looking to get their first region victory of the year. Like I said in the beginning of the show, those two losses are against Central Phoenix City and Auburn. Not only we know they're the best two teams in 7A Region 2, but possibly, if not the best two, two of the best teams in 7A in this state overall. 5A Region 2 on Thursday night. Carroll will be at Charles Henderson. Uh, Ufala will be at Greenville on Friday night. Ufala's 2-0. Greenville is 1-1. Halen will be at Rehoboth. Halen is 2-1. Rehoboth is 1-1 one one on the year. Uh, 4A Region 2, Bullock County will be at Andalusia. Uh, Bullock County is 2-1 so far over one region. Uh, Andalusia is 3-0 on the season. Slocum will be at Catholic Montgomery. Slocum 1-1. One one. Catholic Montgomery is 3-0. Dale County at 0-3 will be at Montgomery Academy, who is 2-1 on the year. Uh, Booker T. Washington 0-3 will be at Geneva, who is 1-2 this season. Uh, 3A Region 2. Providence Christian at 2-1 will be at Ops. 2-1, big region matchup there. Houston Academy 2-0 will be at 0-2 Ashford. Pike County 1-1 will be at 2-1 Northside Methodist. And then Delville at 0-3 will be at 0-3 New Brockton. So one of those two teams looking to get their first victory of the season. Uh, 2A Region 2, GW Long 2-0 at Ayrton at 2-1. That should be a really fun game. Usually it's with these two and potentially could be a game that decides who wins 2A Region 2. Whitsburg at 1-2 will be at Cottonwood, who is 1-1. Abbeville one and two will be at Geneva County, who is one and one on the year, and then battle zero and two teams between Zion Chapel and uh, Sampson. So that's another matchup where one of those two teams will get their first victory of the season. And then a one A Region two Brantley at three and zero at Elba three and zero. This is my game of the week. This is this is a game I'm really looking forward to seeing who wins. I've been looking forward to this one since I looked at the schedule and one A and just overall here in the Wiregrass area. Georgiana at 3-0 will be at 1-1. Kenson Kenson was off last week. Red Level 1-1 will be at Houston County, who's 0-3. And Florala, who's 1-1, will go out of region and play at Southern Choctaw, who is 0-2. And uh, Pike Liberal Arts, they are off this week. And then in AISA, Abbeville Christian 2-1 will be at Edge, Edgewood Academy, who is 0-2 all the year. And as your schedule for this week, some interesting games there, some big games already, some big early region matchups that could help decide uh, later down the road who becomes the region champions. Uh, 
especially that Elba Brantley game. Like I said, that's going to be that's going to be a big that's going to be a fun one uh, to pay attention to on Friday night. And once again, I want to say this. Thanks to Coach uh, Patrick Plot for coming on the podcast once again. Uh, make sure to check out the Jed Kennedy Coaches Show Thursday night at eight o'clock on ninety six point nine. The legend Jerry Coleman and Ken Lambert will be sitting down with Coach Kennedy to talk about the loss against Auburn and preview their matchup with Prattville. And then at the end of the show, I jump on and uh, I'll be jumping on with the guys. And we're going to talk about uh, some stuff going around at 7A Region 2. And, of course, you can listen uh, to the uh, Dothan Wolves on Friday nights. And this Friday, of course, once again, they are playing at Prattville. Pre-game starts at 6.45 and a kickoff is at 7. So uh, join Jerry, Ken, and myself. If you're not around the radio, just get your phone out. Get your phone, download the 969 The Legend app. Uh, you can listen to us there. And uh, back on the coaches show, if you do miss the Jed Kennedy Coaches Show presented by Property Champions, uh, as soon as it goes off at 830, uh, you can check out the replay, uh, the podcast version over on 969thelegend.com. So go do that if you cannot check the show out uh, live on Thursday nights. And uh, that's going to do it for me. We'll be back next week with another edition of the Wiregrass High School Football Report. Remember, you can follow me on social media at PJordanSCC. Remember, you can listen to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, so please follow, rate, and review. Uh, you can also listen to the show over on 969thelegend.com. And uh, also, you can check it out over on the YouTube page, my YouTube page, Philip Jordan Sports YouTube channel. Just hit the subscribe button, hit the bell for all the notifications. And if you leave a comment on the video, I'll read that on a future edition as well. And uh, you can always email me at sports.philipjordan at gmail.com. Hope everybody has a great week. Till next time. Bye-bye.